Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Hoo-ah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Hello and welcome to Bad With Money, a show about finances and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I'm your host, Gabe Dunn. We're back in Canada, baby. And this week we have Alyssa Davis. Do you want to tell my audience who you are and what you do? Yes, I do. So yeah, my name's Alyssa. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So hello, if you're listening from there. And I'm the founder of Mixed Up Money, which is similar to what you do, just a shame-free, guilt-free place for people to talk about money in a way that makes them feel more comfortable than normal. So how did you like, walk me through like starting Mixed Up Money? Like, how did you get to this place? And how did you title it? So first of all, the titling is just silly because I just like alliterations and it makes me happy. (laughs) So there's no meaning really there. But I started actually back in 2015 when people used to read blogs, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if many of us do that anymore, unless we're looking for a recipe for dinner. Substack, that's where they are. Or Patreon. Yeah, for real. Patreon and Substack. Exactly. So it started as a blog. I was in a lot of consumer debt and student loans, and I was kind of looking for a way to get out of that, just experience some more financial security. And I found a bunch of other financial blogs and I was like, maybe I can write and hold myself accountable to this journey that I'm about to go on. And I found a bunch of people that I really connected with and yeah, I just fell in love and it's kind of blossomed into this community for people who are doing the same thing or are just wanting to experience big life milestones with support. What made you decide, okay, I got to get out of this debt? So I actually landed a job working in marketing for a not-for-profit debt consolidation organization. Oh, shit. (laughs) It was like the most ironic hire they've ever made because I was potentially going to be one of their clients. And I realized that within the first week, I had to sit in on all the training sessions with some people who were just like revealing their financial situations. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like I am our clients. So how am I supposed to help here when I'm in this situation? And yeah, I immediately went home and I was like, how do you get out of debt? (laughs) Meanwhile, I got this job. (laughs) Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. So I I ended up in the financial space without really meaning to it. It was just kind of a by chance moment that really worked out for me. 
So one thing that was very interesting to me was on your Instagram, it says like something for like my anxious buds. And we've talked <laughs> yes. about like ADHD and autism a bit on the show, but we haven't really talked about like people who are anxious or like anxiety. So I was curious, like, why, why did you put that wording on your, on your, mar- you know, on the way you market yourself? So I technically have high functioning anxiety, which like essentially I'm just constantly anxious Mm -hmm. but from the outside you would you would have no idea because it looks like I have my life together I'm getting everything done on my to-do list but it's like debilitating in different ways and it really was impacting my finances which was part of the reason that I got into debt in the first place I just really struggled to make decisions I had like analysis paralysis like I every decision felt like the end of the world for me and every purchase like even just getting groceries was so anxiety inducing because I had to add up everything I was putting into my cart Mm. which is like no one wants to be in that situation you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be struggling to, to buy food so I really try to talk openly about my experiences with anxiety because I feel like now I'm at a place where there's always going to be anxiety but I've set myself up in a way that I don't have to worry about my money because almost everything is kind of automated and it just goes and it's good enough. What, like for people who are like, do I have anxiety? What, what would the clues be? Well, I mean, or for you, like, let's say going into money stuff, like what was the feeling? So a lot of it is just like any anxiety, you're just going to feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. It's usually the first sign, right? Uh, you'll feel it in your gut or your head or wherever it is. You can kind of feel that tingle mm-hmm. and it can cause this sense of panic. With money for me, it was like always being worried that I was going to either be late paying for something, miss a payment, that the worst possible thing was going to happen and I wasn't going to have the money to cover it. Mm-hmm. Essentially, every part of my money, I was just always thinking about the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And there's very little joy in money if that's how you approach things Mm -hmm. and it was just so exhausting yeah i mean analysis paralysis is is real it's very much like you're you're going back and forth like do i buy this do i buy that what's the best thing to buy and then by the time you do that the sale's over or by the time you do that like you need it immediately so now you're just getting the more expensive one like that's so relatable yeah and i think there's like the shame and the guilt there too because For a lot of us, it's like, I don't want to purchase this thing because I don't need it. So then you do kind of struggle with those feelings. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the only one who's struggling is you. Like, it's not one of the things that I've learned from a mentor is asking whose shame is this when you're thinking about something. And it's very rarely yours. Yes, right. Like it's societal shame or it comes from when you were growing up. I think like my thing right now is... I, you, you're getting you're going to get a master's in psychology. So I feel that I can go into this. Share it. <laughs> My thing right now is that the I have the initial feeling and then I go and then I think about, OK, society has said that this feeling is jealousy. The society has said that this feeling is like that. I want a certain thing. And what I do is it doesn't exactly match or feel right. So I'm like, I'm having a negative feeling, but I don't think that feeling is anger. But society Mm -hmm. has said that I should be angry. But what am I actually feeling? And then I sit down and I go, okay, it's disappointment or okay, it's insecurity. 
or so like that's I've been doing that. Look, I don't want to seem like I'm the Dalai Lama. I've been doing it for like a month, maybe less. (laughs) But like it has been a really interesting journey to be like that vulnerable because it sucks. Like even like I had a conversation with my boyfriend last night where I had like we were out with people and I had been like, oh, yeah, we redecorated my apartment to to Alex's specifications. And he was Mm -hmm. like, hey, like you wanted to redecorate your apartment. Like, I don't like you making it seem like I forced you to. And I was like, oh, and then I thought about why did I do that? Why did I frame it like that? And then I came back to him and I was like, I'm insecure about my inability as an adult to choose the right things for my apartment. So in order to not be embarrassed or ashamed in front of people about how long it took for me to put my apartment together, it's easier for me to make fun of you for being sort of type A about it. And I don't want to do that. You're right. That wasn't nice. And I, what I should do is think about like not covering that up with a joke But why did I feel so much embarrassment in front of people to bring up that I just decorated? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that was I was like and he and I had a great conversation about it. And I was like any I feel like not like a lot of other couples would just be yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think with like everything, we always want to label it like, what is this? How am I feeling? Who am I? What do I have? What's wrong with me? And money in a lot of ways is the same because Mm -hmm. you're looking for the right answer Mm -hmm. always. And you're worried you're not doing things right. And money is not that way. Math is that way. (laughs) But money and math are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're very different. And when you kind of remove this need to be right all of the time and do the right thing all of the time, you just get to feel a lot more free. Like you don't have to have the answer. Yeah, I didn't have to have the answer to what to do differently at that moment. And I also was able to hear him out and then also be like more vulnerable with him, like to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, I guess this is something that I feel shame about that I hadn't decorated, that I hadn't like at 35 didn't have my posters up. You know what I mean? Like my artwork up like and, and that came out in a in a way that upset you. So then I felt like I was able to get to the like root of what the problem was. And then I could redecorate, you know, I could move stuff around my apartment and not have to buy a bunch of new furniture or whatever it was Um, or say something that made him feel like it came off as to people that he was like controlling when he absolutely wasn't. So, I mean, you I was going to bring this up because you were talking. You said money is less math and more emotions. And that's also like something that's on your website. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that and how you came to that conclusion to that? That was important enough to say. Yeah, I think like when it comes to money again, when it's even debt, for example, if you're trying to repay your debt, immediately you're looking up all these methods. Like Mm -hmm. it's like the snowball method, the avalanche method, and all of them are about optimizing the best possible way to do things. Mm -hmm. But none of them actually help with how you're feeling about the debt. And so most of my suggestions or education when it comes to finances is this feeling first approach because in this situation where you could pay off the debt with the highest interest and sure, that will help you pay it off a little bit faster. Or there might be a debt that's causing you like major emotional turmoil. Like perhaps you got a loan from a relative. Mm -hmm. That to me is way more important to prioritize than the one that's going to help you get debt free faster. 
because at the end of the day, you're going to lose the momentum and you're going to lose the the dopamine hit that you would get from kind of moving past those things that are causing you so much stress. That's so interesting. I've given the opposite advice where I'm like, just pay off the highest interest one faster. But that is like, I guess, a personal like that's my own personal anxiety. Like that's me looking at the situation and saying what would make me feel better and not necessarily you're right. Like if somebody has a weird relationship with their mom and the mom Mm -hmm. gave them a quote unquote interest free loan, but the interest is like dealing with their mom. Then maybe the interest that is, is your mental health. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. The interest is your mental health. Yeah. And I think that's most things with finance. Like every decision you make with your money, you should be considering how is this going to make me feel at the end of the day? Because even though it might be the right decision mathematically, that doesn't mean that it's the right choice for you. Wow. Yeah. I never thought of that. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right. I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time-consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps. They don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances. You can collaborate on your budget. You can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work. Taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers, 37,025, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 
25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. Putting away money for retirement, since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry, I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now and planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy, and it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Yeah, so also, you know, we've talked about this a bit on the show, but sort of the trauma of money. And how do you become like a, a facilitator for the trauma of money? So I actually took Trauma of Money. I think it's just traumaofmoney.com. And it's it's run by Chantel Chapman. Yes, she's come on the show before. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. And they bring in a lot of experts to discuss certain topics related to trauma, whether it be financial or otherwise. And we just kind of go over all of the ways that this intersects with money, what it looks like, how your upbringing impacts the way you deal with money and overall just your relationship with money. So whether you have generational money traumas, maybe you grew up in poverty or maybe you have experienced financial abuse, there are just so many levels of ways in which trauma can impact how you use your money. And so that is the way that we're kind of certified is we just learn about it. Mm -hmm. We learn how to hold space for people that need to talk about it. So if you are a mental health professional, you actually know what to do in those instances. And also just personally, it was like life changing for me because I thought I was taking it to help other people, not knowing that I myself had money trauma just from my upbringing. Yeah. How did, what do you mean? Like, how did that happen? How did you figure that out or what was the situation? So a lot of it is just that I have this relationship with money where it is a source of stress for me because of productivity, essentially. Like mm. I constantly have to be doing things mm -hmm. to earn an income and I struggle with boundaries. I really struggle to say no if it means that I'm going to get a paycheck mm -hmm. because I'm so worried that if I say no, no other opportunities are going to come in and I'm not going to be able to make money. Mm -hmm. I know. And so that's just one level. Like there's so many different ways. Yeah. What was like some stuff that you like what if, if someone feels like they're they have money trauma, like what are some 
money traumas that people might not consider like, you know, they might not they might be like, oh, that's dramatic or whatever, but it actually isn't. Well, I think trauma from financial crises, like living through a pandemic, that's trauma mm-hmm. we're all going to be dealing with for the next few decades. Mm-hmm. Same with like the 2008 recession, even though you may not have been personally impacted if you were too young to have like had money in the stock market or to have been a homeowner during that period, mm-hmm. you were still impacted because your parents would have been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And witnessing stuff and also just how I don't think people realize maybe maybe a lot of people listening to this do, but I don't think people realize like how hard it is to when you just are like looking at your bank account and you're like, I don't have anything and I don't know where it's coming from. Like Mm -hmm. the amount to which I've Googled, how do you make money or how to make money fast is like. It's so it's so jarring because you're like, oh, there are no options <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, there's not like what are the options like there, there, And all of that. It, that's the frustrating part is people are constantly telling you that is the only solution. Right. To what you, what your problem is. So it's like the sense of hopelessness, complete hopelessness. And also just the the I mean, one thing that's been great for me is figuring out the government programs that are available. So I don't know how it is in Canada, but figuring out, you know, am I available to get unemployment? No, because Gavin Newsom hasn't signed the thing to allow people that were on strike for the WGA or SAG to get unemployment. So that's interesting. I thought I would be able to get it for union activities, but Gavin Newsom hasn't signed that yet. But maybe he will. I don't know. And then like, you know, looking up and seeing like, okay, what's the strike? fund for the WGA like there's no shame in taking that am I do I qualify for food stamps which I do okay great let's get that it is very interesting to go into a grocery store give them a little card and then you're like these were free like Mm -hmm. and if if I had too much pride or whatever I wouldn't you know I think it's like that sometimes does fuck with me of like being sad that I'm at that position but then also feeling good at being like well I got all this stuff And yeah, like I, you know, didn't have to pay for it. So I I get it. I I saw the cutest TikTok. Sorry, this just reminded me (laughs) of this girl who went to the food bank and did a a haul with her with her food bank like that she received. And it was it was like the most heartwarming thing ever that she was like, I'm just sharing because I'm so grateful that I got these fresh fruits, this fresh Mm -hmm. bread. And I think like more people need to be open about it. Yeah, it was super interesting going there because they were like, here's they give you a cart. And it's like, here's a bread. Here's like four iced coffee, Pete's iced coffees. I guess it's people that are donating for people from SAG. OK, so it's like mm-hmm. I like if you go there and you show your SAG card or whatever, then they'll like, OK, here's a little cart with SAG with like what you can get for the SAG stuff. And then it's sort of like interesting also for me figuring out cooking because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so they, they, I have now like four artichokes, not really sure what to do with this, <laughs> but then I was like, well, okay, I'm, let's make artichoke. Let's look up on Google. How do you cook an artichoke? I don't know. So it's <laughs> been kind of interesting. I think that I would normally be very embarrassed about that, but now I'm just kind of testing myself by like telling everyone about it. I think it's amazing. That's how literally how I started my financial journey was just like putting on the internet like, hey, I'm in massive amounts of debt. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope my friends and family see this because it's easier for me to tell them this way than Mm -hmm. face to face. And yeah, the first person I ever told that I was struggling financially was my dental hygienist. Really? 
yeah, I I couldn't afford like half of the procedures they were trying to do. And I, mm-hmm. I had to just say like, no, like I, I literally just cannot afford this today. You have to put something on my file mm-hmm. that you have to make sure I can pay for mm-hmm. whatever you're going to do today. And it was like the most empowering day because I finally told someone yeah. for the first time and not thinking like I thought she would be like, oh, gross. You're probably not the first you. person at the dentist. No, to be like, I simply cannot get a six hundred dollar night guard. I understand yeah. <laughs> that I'm grinding my teeth to the bone and I'll think about that later. <laughs> While I grind my teeth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, to be fair, like someone in my family does have a lot of dental problems as as an older person because of just like not taking care of it when they were younger. So it does come back to bite you. Literally. What pun intended. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, that's for future Gabe to figure out. I was looking at like the 100 day financial goal journal uh, that you that you provide. And I was curious, like, what are some things in there? So this is the first book I ever did. And mm. it is not necessarily a book, but I do love it so much. It's a journal. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an introduction to just learning how to save for like your first goal. Okay. Your money. Because I feel like a lot of us want to do it, but we don't necessarily know how. And there are a lot of kind of steps and habits that you need to build to actually transition into being able to save money. Because if you've never done something like that before, and you've always just kind of been like going with the flow and living Mm -hmm. paycheck to paycheck, creating those habits is really hard. So it's like a daily check-in with your finances, again, based on the feelings, like how am I feeling today? Yeah. What does this mean for my money? And what is the one thing I can do today to kind of move forward? So there's a, a lesson every single week so that you can just kind of learn one new thing. None of them are overwhelming. Very, very like simple things you can do to automate your finances so you don't have to think about them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just slowly save and hit this goal, which feels really good. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting to like set a goal and then, you know, I think I've had a lot of problems with like going through setbacks and feeling like things are setbacks. And I just had a conversation with my dad today where he was, you know, he was like, listen, like, my, well, he got sober when he was like 40 something. And he mm-hmm. was like, or maybe, no, maybe older. And he was like, you know, I, most of my life was fucked up because I was like, I'm all fucked up now. I'm everything's messed up. And he was like, yeah, join the club. Like most of my life was fucked up. Like, I don't. So like, I definitely have a thing where I look back. I think it's probably like emotional cutting in a way where I'm like, or financial cutting where I like look back and I'm like, I made this amount of money here. And I, what did I even do? Or like trying to Mm. think about what you did achieve versus what you didn't achieve. Like, I'm like, well, you don't have any student loans. You don't have any debt and you have a, a retirement fund. So when I start to go, everything was for nothing. I'm like, okay, it wasn't for nothing. Was it the best? No. Do I still own the home that I bought? No. (laughs) But like, yeah. Well, you know what? Like, it's practicing the gratitude is a super important money is not linear. Like, and you're not going to like constantly just be growing. I know. And everything's going okay. It's, it's just not possible. And I feel like you either kind of put yourself in those situations or you're forced into those situations. It's never something that you can predict is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the situations where like I had a kid unexpectedly, like completely. I I didn't think I was ever going to have kids. Wow. Okay. And so I, I ended up accidentally pregnant. It was like 
I had just figured out my finances. I had just started to feel secure with my money. And everything changed in a moment. Like I was already basically out of the first trimester when I found out because I was like, there's no possible way I'm pregnant. It's not in my plans. And so everything in my life was kind of put on hold. I had to take parental leave. I had to stop earning an income. Being a mom in general just completely ruins your income trajectory. So I feel like there are years where I have struggled and where I've seen no growth or setbacks. Mm -hmm. And then there are years where I make up for that. And it's like it didn't even happen. And everyone experiences those years. That is so fascinating. So you had like (laughs) just finished pulling it together and then you were like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a kid. Yeah, pretty much. I had just paid off my debt about a year before and I was just starting to build savings. See, that's life. That is life. There's there's nothing you can do about it. And you even if you're prepared for something like that, mm-hmm. it'll never go exactly how you assume it will. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. So what did you do? So I essentially just started changing everything. Every single thing I was saving for was now diverted into this savings fund for a baby. I made the decision to keep the baby. I had to move into a bigger place with my partner because there was no room. We were living in a one bedroom, fully furnished apartment that wouldn't even fit a crib. Like there just wasn't even space. So we had to move into a more expensive townhome. We had to figure out like I had just got a new job, so I was going to have to tell them I'm taking parental leave in in less than a year, which was really terrifying. And yeah, I just started funneling all of my money. Your life completely changes. Like I couldn't spend money on most of the activities and things that I love to do anyways. So I just kind of shifted all of my spending and saving towards a new goal. And everything worked out fine. Mm -hmm. It was like pretty tight for the first year, but it's okay. Like I, I got through it. How did you, were you, we just were interviewing these, these women about frugality and like, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about community and how like, you know, they get hand-me-downs and they like look for, I think when you're forced into a situation like that, or you go into a situation like that, 
you're like, okay, I need to figure out how I can just not spend money or get things for free or something like, is that sort of the mode that you went into? Yeah, pretty much. I like immediately the day that I found out I was pregnant, like I went to my partner and I was like, I just handed him the pregnancy test. Ah! It was like, oh, look, like it wasn't a celebration. It was kind of like an, oh shit. Yeah. I literally made a spreadsheet that night. How fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I started to put together a list of everything that I was going to need because I was like, well, I have like nine months. Mm -hmm. So I kind of need to figure out exactly how much it's going to cost. And, you know, like a lot of it, too, is like the shame part is I most of the people in my life were fairly well off. And I was had been living really frugally because I was in debt. And so I was used to that behavior. And I kind of was already living with this scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. So. I did just always, I just always bought the cheapest thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I want the luxury stroller and this (laughs) super cute crib. It was like, what's the cheapest possible car seat and the cheapest possible stroller I can get because they all pass the same safety test. So does it really matter what it looks like and what the brand is? No. So I got over a lot of that really quickly just because I had to. Yeah. Wait, when was this? My daughter just turned five. So that was back in 2018. Wow. And I also have a son now. So who would have thought? I I used to write blog posts being like, one kid is okay. (laughs) And now here I am two kids later. Oh, my gosh. A normal little life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so wild. That's a wild story. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a, a fun story. I don't think many people know of it anymore because for one thing, I don't talk about my kids very often on my platforms, Yeah, but also just because it's it feels like so long ago now. Yeah, but it's such an important like origin story, I feel like. Like it's yeah. such an important like that's the thing. And that's what we were talking about is that people think it's linear or they think like, you know, once I get to a certain place, I'm not going to have any problems. I'm not going to feel anxious. I'm not going to like I'm going to have everything down to a science And it's like, no, you actually won't. No, it's not possible. And and even like now I'm thinking about changing careers completely. Like I'm going back to school to do just that. Right. And that's scary. But and I have like a family to provide for now. So it's even more scary. And I'm like, am I seriously doing this? But I'm just not happy with where I am. And so like you have to accept that you have to go backwards if you want to move into a a place that's going to bring you more joy. Yeah. What is the psychology, is the psychology degree like to help with like money stuff too? Yeah. So essentially I'm going to get my master's in psychology so that I can help with financial therapy. That's the goal. And I, and I want to be able to provide accessible and affordable therapy and mental health services because it's just not something that is easy to find in every area of Canada. Really? Even in Canada? Yeah, like we have it, but it's extremely expensive. One hour session is going to be like over $200. And although you may have coverage because we do have great healthcare here, there's still a lot of flaws. Like I ran out of my therapy coverage in a month. What? At the very beginning of the year, it paid for two and a half sessions. What? That's so weird when you guys are like known for having good healthcare. Yeah, I think like there's a lot of misconceptions around that. I think like we have great healthcare, but there are a lot of flaws like we ha- we underpay our staff. We don't have enough staff. We overwork them. And so the care isn't always necessarily as good as you hope. Oh. You're kind of rushed or put in a situation where you're waiting for hours at the hospital, like a simple quick visit mm-hmm. that used to, when I was little, would take like a few hours. Is Now you're there overnight. I'm um, just sitting in the waiting room. And yeah, you don't get good coverage for mental health. You don't get dental coverage all the way you don't get eye coverage all the way so 
there are a lot of imperfections with our system. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I that is interesting. I think we we in America sort of lionize Canada in a lot of ways. And yeah. so I know. And so any even like I get so annoyed with people like, oh, if this if Trump wins, I'm going to move to Canada. I'm like, OK, <laughs> you won't. And also have a good time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like just Canada. Yeah, even, no country is perfect. You know, does Canada even want us? Probably not. Canada doesn't want you. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. If that's the person. <laughs> well, that and also like they're having like a a, a housing crisis. So maybe stay yeah. away. Yeah. And like that, too. It's it's a scary time to try and just find a place to live here. It's like housing crisis in more th- ways than one. It's like you just it's it's not even a crisis. Like this is just our reality and has been for decades. Yeah. Wow. That I was so thrown by the pregnancy story. I love I love but I love when it's like because pe- I feel like that's something that people don't hear or like on, you know, on other shows or like other, you know, your podcast is called Money Feels. So like, you know, people are not getting the like feelings side of it and also mm-hmm. not really hearing from people who like can, can give birth about that situation about like you Mm -hmm. know you always hear from these people who are like and I meticulously planned everything and I'm a mommy blogger and like everyone I I, which those are my number one enemies right now yes mommy bloggers (laughs) are my number one enemies I made a list and it's mommy bloggers is one and then I think number three is people who sell fake concert tickets and then I got to fill out the rest and then yeah, though that's not a scam I can get behind. So now, you know, we're working on filling out the rest of who my enemies are. But if anybody has any advice for who should be two, four and five, let me know. MLMs, I'll put that at number five. It's a lot of scam based. It's a lot of scam based hatred. So anyway, wait, speaking of Canada, I wanted to ask, I was like, I went and looked at your website and I was looking at like places that you recommend and I recognized none of them because they were all Canadian so I was like, what are what are some of the ones that if someone's Canadian and they're listening, like what are some things? Because I've clearly never recommended any of them because I had never heard of any of them. When it comes to like estate planning, because that's a big thing I love to push. I'm, I love talking about death and I love saying you need to have oh. these plans, especially because I am a parent. So it's like if you have any dependents or anyone that relies yeah. on you or your business owner, you should probably have this covered. And so I love using Willful. They're an online will software so you can do everything online you do not have to go to a lawyer's office it's incredible super helpful so that's one is my favorite life insurance another one i love we don't get too like bogged down in whole life insurance here in canada i'm not sure if that's a big thing in the states but here it's just interesting we typically if you're an average canadian more like you're not in the 99 percent so like all of us (laughs) then you just need term insurance and i like policy me also all online they'll just send someone to your house if you need to get like a medical check done but like extremely great insurance super affordable and they have like a a software that just like you can punch in your information and it'll be like yes you need insurance or no you don't need insurance so I love it whoa I love they'll send someone to your house yeah so helpful because none of us want to leave our houses and we don't want to interact with people so I'm all about digital services Yeah. Or I just had a notary come to my house. Oh, yeah. And I was like, let's do mobile notary. And this like guy came to my house like 
and I'm in West Hollywood, which is a gay area. So like clearly a gay guy, <laughs> he like rolled up. He has like two pierced ears with big diamonds, just like your AirPods in the entire time talking to someone else on the phone. I was like, this is the service I enjoy. <laughs> That's incredible. Don't engage with me at all. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, those are my favorite. I love all online banks. So like EQ Bank is a great one for just like high interest or high yield savings accounts where you can save for short term goals. Tangerine's another good one. All of them, again, are like online banks. They don't have bricks and mortars, which works for some people, not for others. Otherwise, I typically just recommend like credit unions. Those are some of my favorite companies. Why are you so into estate planning? I think just because no one talks about it. I love Mm. topics that are really make people uncomfortable, I guess, because those are the topics that are typically the most important in your life. So Mm. a lot of people I find either their older relatives that they're going to be responsible for, and specifically in certain cultures, if you're going to be ending up taking care of them in the future, you want to know whether or not they have their bases covered. And mm-hmm. having that conversation with someone is extremely uncomfortable. And so I like just making sure that people know, one, how to kind of introduce that conversation, and two, that they're also covered themselves. Mostly doing all the things you need to do to take care of the people you love in an instance where the worst case does happen because I'm an anxious person. <laughs> comes back to anxiety, It always baby. does. I guess, I guess that's where life insurance comes in, too. Yes, exact same situation. Because what what is term life insurance? So term, you can get a policy for like five, not five, sorry, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And it's just a really low risk, really flexible policy where you only get it if you die. There's no like cash surrender value. It's just you're Mm. paying into it monthly. And yeah, it's really affordable and easy to cancel if you don't want it anymore. And then ideally, like at the end of that term, you would be in a position where You either wouldn't have dependents relying on you anymore because you're if you have kids, they'd be adults or you would have enough savings in your retirement account were anything to happen. Yeah, that will all of that. that, Those being your first two is really on brand. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So if like just a, a a close out question, like so what would you say to someone who's listening who's like, I'm paralyzed by analysis paralysis and I'm paralyzed by fear, like what what is your like pep talk or like first step for those people? I think a lot of us will be told if we look online to just create a budget and start like being better with money. Mm. I would say the first thing you need to do is work on healing your relationship with money because Mm -hmm. it's never going to feel comfortable and it's never going to feel natural if you don't know what is stressing you out about it in the first place. Mm -hmm. I love that one book. It's called What Happened to You? Instead of asking, like, what's wrong with me, ask, like, what happened to me? Because that'll give you a lot of the answers you need to the questions you've been pondering for a long time. Wow. I love to Google what happened to me. And I hope Google can give me some sort of (laughs) answer. Google can do anything. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you and find out more about you? Yeah, thanks for having me. So you can find me on Instagram at Mixed Up Money. Well, any platform at Mixed Up Money. Mm-hmm. And then my website's mixedupmoney.com. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual. Produced by Melissa D. Monts and Diamond M. Print Productions. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Coco Lorenz and music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.